I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great returning guest that I love to catch up with because he's always improving on himself and always doing new things and is uh, an icon in the real estate industry, especially in Evansville, Indiana. Don't know, you know what that's near. Maybe I'll ask him, but you know, without further ado, let's welcome back Charlie Butler to Real <laughs> Estate Rockstars. How you doing, boss? I'm doing great, Pat, but I, you know what? You almost forgot where I was from. <laughs> I know. I was. I wanted to say Louisiana for a second there for some dumb reason, but Evansville, no, what, actually, what's, what's that near? Evansville is, well, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're two and a half hours north of Nashville. We're about 90 miles 
west of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. So we're about seven mi- We're about seven miles from Kentucky border. Okay, those are two cool little towns. So, yeah. So we're we're far south, and we're big St. Louis Cardinal fans here. We're about two and a half hours to, away from St. Louis. That's crazy that you have to drive two and a half hours to go see a baseball game. I mean, uh, yeah. Unless you want to see a minor league game, you got to go two and a half hours. So. Yeah. Spoiled rotten. Wow. Um, okay, so so let's why don't you uh give everybody a little rundown on you, Charlie, in case they don't know about you, um, so they can get to know you better. You know, I've I've been I've been selling real estate for about seventeen years, a little over seventeen years. My uh uh my main focus, I mean I started out like most people in residential real estate. I was good at it, but I really didn't enjoy it. Started uh, slowly. I, I slowly transitioned out of that into working with investors. And when I say investors, I'm talking. I was working with the guys buying thirty and forty thousand dollars single family homes. Right. And, yeah, I remember last know, time we and, talked. You were you were trying to get away from that, and and uh, and that's why I wanted to get you back on because you have gotten away from that, and you've. Now you're now you've got a listing of twenty two million and a listing of twenty four million and and you know I really think people want to know you know how in the hell Charlie Butler did it and uh, what kind of mental shift and what kind of actual shift you had to go through. But before that, let me just real quick. So the team that you have, what kind of units are you guys doing? Like how many houses did your team uh, sell last year? We did, and you know I honestly don't have. The breakdown in houses, uh, as opposed to apartments and everything, like that. but it is uh, well. In I take that back. I do in houses. We only did 115, but there's much more. There's much much less focus on residential now. now you know, you we, do a lot of commercial. We, we do a lot of commercial. I don't have the units in my head on commercial. It was about 31 million in commercial. Oh wow. Yeah. Thirty-one and, million dollars and, in commercial. Yeah, that's and most of that's sales, right? Like, um, is it most? It's all sales. Yeah, and and I was going to correct something you said earlier, Pat. That twenty-four and twenty-two million dollar deal. I'm the buyer's agent on those. I'm not the listing agent. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Uh, although better, I'm worth it's a done deal. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, you know, in in uh, in that in in that case. What what we did, uh, we have we've worked a long time in, and when I was still doing the single family residential stuff, I was starting to get smaller apartment complexes, and I came across, and I may I've probably told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's a good story for people to remember. I I came across this new website, so this must have been 2000, 2001, called LoopNet, mm-hmm. and I thought LoopNet's going to be a. Re- this looks like a really neat thing, but I don't have anything to list out here. Mm-hmm. So, one of my residential clients had a forty-unit building. I got a hold of him and said, "Let me list it." He said, "You brought me an offer before, and I won't sell it for what you for what you sell it for. Tell me what you want." Because so I ba- had the California Zillow make me move type of thing, right? Like you get yeah, price, I did it like, couldn't refuse, and said, "Let me put it on LoopNet." Yeah, I did it like you know. I wanted to focus on West Coast and East Coast, see if I could get anything, you know. And and I knew 
that this, you know, LoopNet was pushing out, like, you know, all over the world. And so he gave me a price, which uh, was nine fifty, which in our area at that time was ridiculously high. And he, and he signed the listing agreement, and he's laughing at me. He said, I don't know why you're wasting your time. In two weeks, I had three full price off of California. No kid from California. Uh, all from California. Back then, back then, as you know, we we couldn't take pictures on our phones to send them interior. They they bought them. Every one of them wrote offers off thirty five millimeter digital photos. Remember how and, we used to take our have our thirty five yeah, millimeter cameras and and it, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it sold that way. Yeah, and it so the guy came the 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 group came out. They looked at it. They were from L.A. And they walked in one unit, they walked out, and it was a guy that owned a bulletproof vest company and a stockbroker. And they mm -hmm. turned to each other, and one of them said, this would be worth $10 million in L.A. And, <laughs> of course, we weren't in L.A. That's a terrible know, was, way to price things, yeah. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, but they were happy. And they still got, I, I've done some other business with them over the years. But what my what, point what, is what, what's here, that? What do you think that thing's worth today? Million... Hang on, I, I, it's about a million six today. All right, so so, so it's, it's gone. We're not a big appreciation area. We're stability. Yeah, in fifteen, seventeen years. So okay, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's like Robert Kiyosaki always says. You know, I've never lost money on real estate, but that's because he never sells anything. And it's the same thing. Certainly, those guys could have sold it uh, 10, 10, 12, 8 years ago. And it probably would have sold for six hundred, but they waited it out. And right, it was worth one six. Okay, so like for people listening, say, okay, this is great. You know, um, here's an idea we haven't heard of. Let's take the Zillow Make Me Move concept, which, if you don't know what that is, basically go on Zillow. Yeah, if you have a price that you want for your house, knowing that it's overpriced, and that real estate agents are going to laugh at you when you ask them to come multiple list it. You put it on Zillow yourself and it shows up when people search on Zillow as a make me move, kind of like a for sale by owner, make me move. And it's a ridiculous price, but right. if someone really wants to live on that street because their brother lives on the street and they want to be, they want their cousins to play, they, they might buy it. And so that's kind of what happened with the loop net. So you're saying you took that concept and you just started applying it to LoopNet, uh, which I haven't heard well, of. It's kind of neat. Somewhat, and I'll tell you something else I did. I was taking that concept, and you know, and I was also, I would take a, a really, really cheap building for our area. Okay, I would take a seven-unit building that was, uh, we'll just say, not in very good condition for $100,000, okay? Mm -hmm. And okay. I would I would advertise that in Los Angeles Times over the weekend, okay. and you know, in 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 the classifieds, cost me three hundred bucks. Okay, I my phone blew up. I bet I never no. I knew nobody. People were flying out. I I was probably busy there for that for about a four year period of time, two to three weekends out of out of the. Uh, of the year, and I somehow I got to the point where I was focusing more on California than I. It never. It was supposed to be kind of even with the East Coast. It didn't turn out that way then. It's kind of shifted back now. But 
so they would come in. Nobody's buying that seven-unit building for $100,000 because it, you know, it wasn't what they wanted, but we had things ready to step up right. uh, for them. We had other things else. for them. You know, we Everything were carrying you know, over 200 listings at the time. So, and, um, so what are you doing today and, and especially recently to have taken your business so where you're working with these $24 million and $22 million buyers? I mean, 17 years, that's great. But there's a lot of people that have been in business, you know, that long and, you know, are still working the low-hanging fruit. So what, what advice can you give our rock star audience that's listening that says, you know what, maybe I do want to get into commercial real estate. Maybe I want to get into multifamily real estate, which is a very highly respected asset class right now. Probably overly yes. respected in a sense. You know, people I think are almost respecting it too much. And, uh, uh, but... For real estate agents, that's a good thing because it means it's probably easier to sell an apartment building now than ever before. Uh, let's say someone wants to start working with apartment building buyers. How do they do that? What What would you tell them to do? I a good question. First thing, uh, and I agree with you. It is an overly respected class right now. You know, the cap rates are just ridiculously low on multifamily there's there's i mean and that's the one place we're struggling right now is finding things for our value add clients that make any sense and when we say value add uh for the audience people that are going to go in buy something that needs a few hundred thousand dollars worth of work and go forward you know with that or a few million in some cases uh but uh uh, I would again. I would try to go out and get that and get those couple of listings. And you know that that apartment complex that I sold for nine fifty, I really didn't care if I sold it or not because I just want. I yeah, I'm happy I sold it back in those days. I want to get phone calls. Mm. I want to get calls. I want to get names, and that's what I go for now when I list something. Like try to find, you know, some owners of some multifamilies and, and probably where it's easier is in the 20 units, the 30 units, things absolutely, like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then call I've them got, and be like, Hey, you know, let, let me put it in LoopNet for you at a high price. Uh, the, the market is crazy. Um, uh, and people are paying crazy prices uh, from other states and who knows maybe you'll get it and now and and the thing is if you don't sell it you have got you have captured all these names and all this contact information of these people that have come and i've kept that database for all these years and now the people a lot of that over the last few years has really come to fruition for me and uh it's like right now on it's advertised on LoopNet, but i'm doing i'm representing a, one of the large national banks in an auction uh a 10x auction which for the residential people that's the commercial division of auction.com that and they've got 112 unit uh student housing in carbondale illinois that we've got i have got it'll sell on 10x so it'll, it'll sell but 10X, the, the, 10X the is the name thing, of the website? Yes, 10X. It's auction.com's commercial okay. uh, arm. All right, so same thing and as auction.com, yeah. Exactly the same thing. I've got over 400 leads 
in two weeks Off on of this. Yeah. So all of these, I, do these people buy? Obviously, if I buy, they'll be, in, it'll be a real nice. It's a seven-figure deal, so be a nice paycheck, uh, and somebody will buy. But I've got all these leads now to go forward yeah. and find them properties. And we've moved way out of Evansville now. We're doing stuff in the out-of-state broker in charge is, you know, that work with commercial people love us because, you know, they get 10 per, 10% of what we do and we're working in states where we're not licensed because we're, we're under them, you know. And uh, we're, so we're working probably in a 12 you to 15 can, state sell, area right now. Can, but you can sell, you can, you can make a full, can you make a full commission in another state with a buyer? You can make a, uh, yes. You can. a commercial deal? Uh, on a commercial deal, on a commercial deal only. All the state laws always write in there that you know this does not apply to residential. Let me let me clarify that. You can make yes, you'll get paid. Your it will be paid to you in the form of referral fee. But but you get the whole thing. You know, you know, you're not getting. You'll get the you'll get the whole thing. You're paying three percent. The company we use. Yeah, the company we use through through Keller Williams for the for the broker in charge. They charge us either ten percent, and they max out at seventy five hundred dollars. Hmm. So it never, no matter how big the deal is, it doesn't cost us more than seventy five hundred bucks. And and you just have to go to the Keller Williams office in that state. Or, no, actually, yeah. Keller Williams Brokerage. Keller Williams is aligned with a firm in California called uh, JDS. JDS and they they oh. have JDS and JDS has. License in forty-five states. I see. So you're really going and through JDS. You're really going through JDS, and you and as long as they're, yeah, obviously we have to check, make sure they're licensed in that state. Mm-hmm. And as long as they are, and then you keep ninety percent. Yeah. And they get ten. What do they do? Anything for the ten, or they just hold the? They they're hold they're holding your license. Uh, but, you know they've got you know if you obviously if you did not something wrong. Okay, right. You're not really licensed. I mean, you're just you're licensed in Indiana, but that's it, right? And then so they're, right, they're just kind of like a money launderer almost, right? I mean, uh, you know what I mean? They <laughs> well, I, I never from, thought of it that way, but you know, so <laughs> but they can't you know, pay you directly. You know, yeah. If we ever did anything wrong, right? Then, that they, know, they, they obviously they, have to have you know, take, take care of that. that. You know, sounds like a pretty good business yeah. to be in. Maybe we should look into that. That's um, that that's, is, it, that's it, fascinating. It really. It really does. Now, it for anyone, anyone listening, and I, you brought this up, Pat. Just make sure this only works with commercial real estate. Yeah, you know, yeah, just with commercial. You know, yeah. Every state, I, I, every state I've ever seen has it written in their laws that you know, no, no residential. You know, yeah. you can't do. Now, it I, I think also, yeah. I don't know if there's any laws that say you know there probably is something that says referral fees have to be reasonable. Right, like you know, twenty five percent, thirty percent. What if somebody called you and said, "Hey, there's a no brainer deal. I want a ninety percent referral fee." You could essentially pay somebody a ninety percent referral fee, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I, nothing wrong you know, with that. I don't. Man. I don't. Not that I know. Yeah, of. I don't. There see might that. be something out there. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, you know, if you if you look at these state laws, they vary so much in commercial as opposed to residential. You know, I, and actually, I, I and quite honestly, even though I'm really not much a residential person anymore, I think the residential people get treated unfairly sometimes because they they falsely assume 
the way they're written that the commercial people are smarter and that boy, I guarantee right. that's not the case. Builders too, right? Which isn't fair. Builders and commercials, you know, agents yeah. don't be licensed. It, it, it really, it doesn't, I, I don't it's not fair. Yeah. I've never understood why, why those two classes are treated so differently than the residential agents. And, but you know, but all, all the lobbyists do it. And, you know, probably. Yeah, yeah, and and the and also the uh, obviously the you know the, the residential agents. There are so many laws that they fall under as far as guidelines, like especially the CFPB and you know all the HUD stuff they've got to do. That you know the commercial. I remember the first commercial deal I ever did. You know, I'm I'm doing residential all the time, and I'm used to. I get a HUD statement. And I just get this plain white paper with the, you know, the debits and credits on there. Mm. And I asked the banker, you know, about getting, being embarrassed. I said, where's my HUD? He said, it's your first commercial deal, right? I said, yeah. He said, you've entered the wild west of real estate. <laughs> you think it'd be the opposite. And, uh, and but, it, well, it, I think it's, if you look at the laws, it's assumed you know, the guys with the type of money we're talking about, yeah. you know, are a little more sophisticated. You're, you're, you're a little more savvy, which is probably, like, yeah. you know, if you're buying a shopping center, you're buying a commercial building or, or what have you, you probably are a little more savvy if you've got that money. There's, certainly, there's no guarantee, but it's not like the house, no. not like a house that you're going to live in. But I want to get back to this, you know, how we're both saying, okay, so the multifamily market is is highly respected right now very overly respected yes. and i think that that benefits real estate agents that are looking because it means that buyers are making decisions uh, under duress almost uh, which plays into your favor because you can sell them things uh, faster and easier and it's interesting there's two things i think that are causing this one is a 1031 tax deferred exchange, which just means that, you know, somebody sells something in California because they're peaking now and they don't want to pay taxes on it. So they have to buy a like kind exchange, which means you sell an apartment building. So you buy an apartment building. That's a like yep. kind. And you go to Evansville, Indiana. And what happens is you have 180 days to, to locate it that. So that is, is major duress. And when you're under that duress, a lot of times these people are making uh, decisions where they're willing to take less return just because they don't want to pay the taxes. And so yeah, that I mean, you, them you, to be a very serious buyer, right? Yeah, I, I actually, I got off, uh, just a little while ago, got off the phone with an old client who is selling a portfolio of Dollar General stores and uh, wants to, you know, he, he, want, he wants 1031 the money. And he says, I just got the offer. He said, I, I need you to move quick. And he said, yeah, and uh, he said, I need, you know, the, the kind of clients, he's a good guy, but he said, I need you to move quick and just find me something that makes money. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot and of people would tell him, from there. it's not in your best interest to tell him this, but a lot of, some people would say, hey, you know, pay taxes on it, right? Because you're going to, you're essentially going to, trade from one high market to the next high market you know you're you're, you're i i told the guy recently i mean it's strangely it's funny you said that he you know he was going to buy and he said what do you think i said and and he's a long time client 
I said, it doesn't make any sense. I said, you're going to, I said, in three years, you're going to hate the fact you own this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not going to make any money. And I said, it just, I said, it looks, it's okay now, but it's not going to get any better. I said, just pay the taxes. And he did. Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company, Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form that all their people, all their coaches, in Sam's case, all his sifters use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm gonna give this form to you for free just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text SCRIPT, that's S-C-R-I-P-T, to 444-999. That's script to 444-999. And you know, another thing that's happening, which I see what's putting pressure on this market of apartment buildings, uh, multifamily to be specific, is people, lots of different people, are raising uh, pools of funds. So they'll get 10 people together yes, or 100 people together. And they, what they call this is syndication. So they'll syndicate 100 people or 10 people or five people or 50 people to all throw in a little bit of money each and they'll go out and they'll buy an apartment. Well, what happens is the apartment market is so tight right now that every offer, every house, every apartment building comes on the market, there's generally multiple offers on it. And they, so they get this couple of million dollars or whatever they have raised, and they don't get the property, right? They lose out to somebody else, okay? Right. And so now the person running this syndication is like, oh, crap, I've got all these commitments, right? And if I wait a year for the, for the next great thing to come around, these people are going to put their money somewhere else, right? And I'm going to have to go. Yeah, they're going to be gone. So then they panic and they go out and kind of fit a square peg in a round hole. And again, under duress, buy something at a bad price, at a high price, uh, which again is good for the agent because the transaction happens and agents are paid on transactions, but not necessarily the smartest thing to do from an, from an investor's standpoint. And I think, and that's the but, reasons why the cap rates are going down and down and down because you have these two elements of duress happening that, uh, that are. And Pat, I, Pat, I would argue with you on, on the point, And I know what you're saying that it's good for the agent because as you and I both know, you sell that to that group. They're going to hate you later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and I, I like that you told yeah. that guy to pay taxes. No, I'm all for that, but I'm just saying that uh, you know this show. You gotta get is, the referrals though, too. You know, yeah, the, the one, the 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 you know the the one trick pony just never works. You know, I mean, yeah. in commissions, you know, I, I, you know, I like that guy that just keeps paying me over and over, either through himself 
or through the business he sends me. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, another thing I'd like, I, I would love to debunk just what, you know, what time we got left here is, you know, and you've heard it. I've, you know, I've heard a lot. I heard it back when I was in residential. Well, this is commercial. It's different. And I've actually had people tell me, and I was dumb enough to believe when I started, you don't have a commercial license. You can't do that. Mm. So I go to my broker and I say, how do I get this commercial license? He said, don't be an idiot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he said, there is no, he said, he said, there is no commercial license. He said, it's a thing. Commercial guys tell you just so, cause they don't, they don't want to share anything. And you've mm. got, you've got a whole community out there that is so big on getting both sides of the transaction that, uh, uh, good residential people that want to do something different. They bring residential people have so much better marketing skills. That's been a big thing for me. I can, I can out market most of my competition and they've got better marketing skills. They got a better work ethic and, Oh, by and large, I'm not, I don't want to. Yeah, but you generalize commercial brokers, but you know, you know what, you're right. I mean, if you do generalize commercial brokers, they, you know, they, they, they don't work after five. They don't work Saturday and Sunday. No. And, and nope. they, they only call back one in 10 messages that they get. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> I mean, some could so, say that about yeah. residential, but not, not really. I mean, I, I do think you're right. I think that residential agents, <clears throat> Are are you know uh, work harder and have better follow up uh, than commercial agents, and usually better marketing skills. You know, I mean, and because right. residential, I don't know if the individual, right. yeah, you know, they, you know, I don't know if the individual agent had, but they have been ex the commercial agent is not exposed to all the marketing that the residential agent is exposed to. Yeah. And so like, like me, I'm the only agent around that does, uh, radio. And, you know, I, I got that from, I think, you know, a mutual friend of ours who's been on your show, Matt Wagner. And, you know, I used to be a client of Matt's when, you know, we, we were doing a lot of residential and, uh, Matt really taught me a lot about radio and I have carried that over to the commercial side. And you know it's worked great for me. You know, well, so I do think. So let me let me ask you that, that. Re the residential agents do. So yeah. how how do you how do you carry commercial advertising, or how do you carry advertising over to the commercial clients? Can you tell me how you do that? Yeah, I've got, I've got. Uh, well, this, well, we'll use radio as an example. I've got uh, I got a guy named Paul Whalen uh, in Texas that is. Uh, who I work with now, what he does, he come, he came, he flew up here, he sat down with me for an hour, and we just talked back and forth. And I really, I, I thought, when we go get down to work, why does he just keep asking me these questions? Well, what he was doing, he took everything I said, which most of it was probably crap, but you know, he got some things, and he was he edited that out and made a series of commercials. So. It comes on now, Char uh, Charlie Butler on commercial real estate, and and I'm just I'm thinking of uh, one spot that where it's there's nobody asking me, but it's like I'm just talking like somebody's asking me, like you know I've made several several millionaires, 
several multimillionaires. And, you know, I, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy doing this. So I've got a whole series of spots where it talks about the things that we've done and talks about commercial real estate. And then next thing you know, people and, pick up, people pick up the phone because nobody's, and apartment buildings are kind of in that gray area between commercial real estate and residential. I've always felt, you know, almost a class of their Yeah, own. I agree. Um, and so they, now people because, are picking because up the Because the residential agents can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's housing. You know, which it's, is- It's housing. And the other thing that blows my mind was the residential agent who I, some of them I know that do mainly residential. But they can do apartment billing. They'll come to me and they'll say, "Well, how do you do these big numbers like this? How, how do you how do you do a ten million dollar deal or twenty million dollar deal?" And I don't want to. I don't mean to sound flip about it, but in the end, you do the same work in a lot of ways. There's more zeros behind it, you know, right. the whole thing. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. When we're we're dealing with a twenty four million dollar industrial property right now, something I don't normally do. And then how are you finding them? They found me. Then in this case, I'm not the listing agent. Yeah. yeah. They found you and the, you said, yeah, I'll listing, find you this property. The listing agent said, the listing agent called me and said, Hey, my buyer doesn't want this advertised. He listed it with me and asked me to find a broker to go out and work this and sell this. And he said, I'm, I'm calling you. Are you interested? And I'm, you know, of course, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this was, you know, this is a great listing agent job that they just call one broker, you know, and uh, so which I did. I've got a, I've got a group in New York that's working on the financing now. But when I mean, we've got national tenants in that building, uh, all Fortune one thousand tenants except the one, you know, it, it's going to be a very, very steady deal. Yeah, it's already, it's, it's already leased up. It's it's in no way. So I'm confused. Are you the listing book. agent or the you're the listing agent? I'm the buyer's agent. No, I'm the buyer's agent. The listing agent. The owner wanted this to be a quiet deal. He had heard of me. He a friend of his. He had as a listing agent, mm-hmm. and he still does have her. So he said, "You just just call Charlie Butler and let him go to work on it." Because I'm the one thing I'm so no around for. Okay, so you got yeah, a buyer. Get, you, you got you advertised. Yeah, a buyer get. called you from the ad. No, actually, well, actually, I actually, I just uh, this deal was they wanted to kept quiet, so I just started making calls, and I called a group in New York who I'd done a, about a three hundred forty unit apartment complex with, who and a couple other things, and they said. Yeah, we're interested. So that we've got a letter of intent now, and, and the contract's going back and forth between the attorneys right now. So, oh, I see. So as we get all the red, so as we get all the red lines out of the contract, we'll have we'll have a contract. So, wow, um, like that. But that's you know nothing sexy about those kind of deals. It's an old whirlpool plant, but uh, it's full of it's it's got a railroad spur kind of something different that you don't think of with apartments. Got a railroad spur coming into it. That's important. Sits next to an interstate. That's important for trucking. You know, all those things that we really don't think about in multifamily or in single family. Hmm. You know, they're so going to knock it down is, or build a multifamily there? No, no, they'll leave it. They'll leave it industrial because it industrial. makes so okay. much money. Yeah, yeah you've, got, you've got huge, 
Yeah, huge tenants in there. Okay, yeah. cool. So, well, that's awesome. Uh, so it's basically networking, and you know, just the old, good old. That's all, Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And that's what I've done. That that that's how I've built things up. Pat is just keep networking. Every deal, I pick up more clients. You know, well, even if they don't buy anything on that deal, I pick them up and find out what they are looking for. I don't care if you're doing residential, if you're doing multifamily, whatever you're doing. It's all about asking questions when you've got that person on the phone. Yeah. And ask, now, them, ask them questions. And for people listening, now is probably an easier time for you to get in the multifamily business or the commercial end of the business like Charlie has. I mean, he, he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you he went years just doing onesie twosies and it wasn't until really until yeah. where he started doing the big ones. So you know, it's a great time for everybody to jump in. Well, listen, Charlie, this has been awesome, buddy. I mean, you're always a pleasure to have on the show. I'm going to put all of Charlie's information on hybendigital.com backslash Charlie Butler with the number four. Charlie Butler with the number four. If you have any referrals out in Evansville, Indiana, Just, <laughs> go ahead oh, and I, give I uh, Charlie be my phone number there, Pat. Yeah, okay. I'll put it on yeah. there. I'll put it all on there, guys. Okay. All right, boss. Have a great day. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.